What got Eve and Adam in trouble? The knowledge of good and evil. To eat from what this is good, that is bad. This is right, that is wrong. That's what obedience will do to you if you don't have it in, in relationship of trust. It will make you actually separated from the love of God. And you will no longer walk in paradise, which is the love of God. So you'll, you'll keep trying to get the love of God. And you'll try and you'll try and you'll try rather than knowing you are the place of which God deposits his love. And his love then flows from you like a river and it's no fruition of your own. If you try to be kind, that's actually idol worship, self-worship. If you try to be good, if you try to be loving, if you try to have self-control, if you do that, you are actually trying to be your own deliverer. You're thinking more highly of yourself than, you're ought, than you ought to. Because without him, nothing can be, with, all things are impossible. You can do nothing. Your best is as filthy rags. But with him, how much is possible? All. Why is all things possible with God? Because it takes a negative and a positive to have dunamis power. Just like it takes light and dark for you to see. You can't see without both. I'll prove it to you. If I put all light in your eyes, you would be blind. Let's say light is goodness. If I put all darkness in your eyes, and let's say darkness is evil, then you would be blind. But if God decided what measure of light and dark that you have in your eyeball through something called a contraction of your pupil and an expansion of your pupil or dilation, then guess what? You have sight. If you look dead into the sun and your eyes did not contract, you would be blind. If you were in the snow and you had nothing but snow, daylight and dark, nothing but snow for enough days, you would actually have snow blindness. Why? Too much light. See, humans need a measure of absence of light. Why? Because God is light and one human being is not big enough to contain all light. You can't handle it. Your brain can't comprehend it. Your body can't handle it. It's actually very painful if you were to have all light in your eyes. It would hurt. So God gives us a measure of darkness. I'm talking just like Turn the light on in your house. If you have to have a measure. Would you put a, a light in your house like they have at the airport? Over your dining room table? Why not? Too bad. Like, and hot too, right? And you who are evil are smart enough to know that? See, evil means absent. Evil means without light. You could call the dirt evil if you wanted to and be accurate. It means without light does not mean devilish. It does not mean witchcraft. It does not mean vampirism. It doesn't mean cannibalism. It doesn't mean adultery. It doesn't mean murder. It doesn't mean fornication. It doesn't mean possessed. It doesn't mean demons. It doesn't mean demonic. It doesn't mean what we've been taught it means. Romans 1 says you, meaning mankind, has taken the uncorruptible glory of God and you've called it a corruptible thing like a man, a beast, a creeping thing, and a four-footed creature. And the evidence of that, just a few scriptures down, 
says that when that happens, your men will burn with lust for other men and your women will have an unnatural affection. Are we there? Yes, we are. So honey, you can stay obedient and God's going to bless you the same. The problem with obedience is it does have consequences. You know, like um, we still walk in the curse when you walk in obedience. Jesus' blood covers all that and you're still saved and God's, you're not out of God's will by walking in obedience. That would be ludicrous for someone to say, I said that. But what it does do is it keeps you in, do this, don't do that, go here, don't go there. It keeps you in a form of slavery. And only those, Deuteronomy chapter 1, only those who did not trust in the knowledge of good and evil were able to enter into the promised land. Moses said that. So if you're still trusting in the knowledge of good and evil, you can't enter into Canaan. Canaan means marriage. It also means humility. And you have to get to Canaan through Jordan. Jordan means sorrow, suffering, and abyss. And when they crossed through the Jordan, they said, get 12 stones from out of the, out of the Jordan and put these 12 stones as monuments. So that when your children say, what are these 12 stones? You could tell them how God delivered you, not how your obedience did it. Not how the knowledge of good and evil did it. But God delivered you when you was a baby. God delivered him out of Egypt. And God is still the deliverer. He's your only shield, your only buckler. He, he is light. And so any light that you have is him. It's not you reading the word and interpreting it. and right, You can't rightly divide. Only the Holy Ghost can rightly divide. Can you rightly divide an apple before you put it in your mouth and chew it up and swallow it so that you already know what part's waste and what part is nutrients? If you could, you wouldn't eat the crap part, I can promise you. Would you? So why does God do it that way? Because God is the one rightly dividing it once you chew it up and swallow it. But God doesn't see waste the way we see it. We see waste as stinky, yucky, just get rid of it, flush it. And I'm glad we see it that way. But you know what God sees it as? Cleansing. Your deliverance. It's what keeps us clean. It's what takes the toxins out of our body. It's what delivers us from our own self. From our own waste. But God is the deliverer. And look at where it goes through. It passes through something called the wasteland. What do you call this part of your body? The waste. You know what your lumbar is called? Your weakness. So you must go through waste. You must go through weakness to let go of all the toxins that are in your body. That's the fullness of acceptance and letting go. Chewing up your life, all of it, like an apple. Swallowing all of it from God, that God gave you the whole apple, even though inside that apple, some of it's going to appear later as waste. So that means your whole life, chew it and receive it from God. Not some from God and some from the devil. No, all from God. You eat it all from God. God gave you the entire apple. You swallow that. That means I'm going to accept it all from God, that this God is good. And what God gives me is good. And I'm going to trust that God will rightly divide that goodness, the light from the dark, that which is nourishment from that which is waste. 
and my body will let go naturally of the waste through the wasteland, through the abyss, through sorrow and suffering, and we will, and we'll have joy. If you if you notice, not only does waste come out that area of the body, but so does life. But but one comes through seed. The other one comes through the product of seed. What is the product of seed? The fruit, like an apple. Am I making sense? I know I'm speaking mysteries. I know I'm speaking deeper things. But you're tired of obedience. You're tired of do this, don't do that, touch this, don't touch that. So now I'm taking you into a deeper revelation, understanding of relationship called trust. Why? Because God loves you. God, God is not just loving you. He is love. And honey, he is able. He is able to rightly divide the apple. And all we have to do is let go. And accept that all is from God. Or else God was too stupid or did not care when he made evil and when he made the devil and that he got outwitted by the devil. Which one's true? Is God outwitted? Is he stupid? It, does he not love us? Then if he loves us, he's not stupid, nor is he outwitted, then can we trust all things are really being worked out for our good? And even if something was meant against us, that God will turn it for our good and you will see his hand in it eventually, that means then we can accept all. Now, in the scriptures, that's Deuteronomy, it says, I set before you life and death, choose life. Cursing and blessing, choose blessing. It really means desire. It doesn't mean like, I choose in the name of Jesus to do this. Keep trying that if you think it works until you figure out it don't work. It means desire life. Now let me tell you what that word blessing in life means in the Hebrew. It means piercing. Desire to be pierced? What? You ever desire to get married? Guess what that means? Desire to be pierced. That means make love. That means be one. That means be the place that the seed goes in past the veil, which will come through sorrow, suffering, and bleeding, but it will put in you a seed of life, and that life will eventually come forth. It means to be cut. It means to have sorrow and suffering so that life can come. And the other one, cursing and death, it means, or vilify me. Call me a villain. Wow, never heard that before. God showed me that two weeks ago, and today is what? September the, what is it? 21st. 21st September 21st, 2016, and two weeks ago, God showed me that. I said, oh my goodness, we've been vilifying you all this time. We've been thinking, God, that it was the devil, and that it was Satan, and it was demons. And I'm not saying those things don't exist. But the way that we've looked at those things we really have vilified God. And then we blamed it on man and each other and our disobedience. And then we used that to control and manip manipulate. And we've become the one who's placed a demand on each other. And a demand and a demon is the same word. And listen at it, to demand us. To, to remove what God created you as. To de when you when you uh, when you uh, dissect or dissect, right? To d de to get rid of it, 
to demand someone, to deceive you and demand you, to get rid of Adam and Eve, to get rid of who God created. And the Bible says in Romans that we did that when we take the uncorruptible glory of God and we call it something corruptible like a man, a beast, a creeping thing, and a four-footed animal. Some, I might be messing those up a little bit. You can go read it in Romans chapter 1. Does that make sense now why obedience is not a bad thing? But it's not where you want to stay. You understand why you're not wanting to stay in that? That it's, it's starting to make you feel sad and like a slave and all that. It's because you're growing up. You're maturing. You've hit puberty. And now your body's starting to bleed and it looks funny. And it's got weird things popping out. And you don't know what to do. And am I going to bleed like this for forever? No, only till men a pause. And when men pause and quit being God, then the sorrow and suffering will be lifted. That's a mystery if you can hear it. Right? All right, so we're going to close this now.